You're listening to Clint Court Podcast with Clint Odiambo. A very good morning, a very good afternoon, and a very good evening from wherever you are listening. Welcome to the Clint Court Podcast. This is episode 9. Super excited that you're finishing this season. Hope for those that have been actually consistent. Um, may God continue actually using. I hope that you've been growing and God has been really teaching you a lot. So today we are going to venture in a new and a new other topic for the next four weeks. We, are, we will be talking a lot about a, a big a, a very big aspect of Clint Code podcast which is discipleship and realize that most of the times in this community in this generation right now most of the people do not know the essence of a true who is a true disciple or what is what is an authentic discipleship what it clearly means and so this is what you're going to be talking for the next four weeks so hope you're excited so one of the things that i realize that is happening right now in the community is people not being able to know the meaning of who is a true disciple and what is an authentic discipleship the true discipleship that you're supposed to to do to experience in the community and qualities of a discipleship that are going to talk for the next four weeks it's going to enable us to know if i am really a true disciple what am i supposed to do as a true disciple to actually bring the kingdom of god on earth so today um let's begin with the first quality number one. but first of all before understanding what is discipleship it's important to understand who is a disciple so we are living in a community or a generation where as believers we don't understand the meaning of true discipleship so discipleship is one thing but a disciple is also another thing so it's important we get to understand who is a disciple a disciple is someone who follows jesus and matthew chapter number 4 verse 18 to 22 is going actually to answer that the book of matthew 4:18 says that as jesus was walking beside the sea of galilee he saw two brothers simon called peter and his brother andrew they were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen look at this So Jesus walks beside the sea of Galilee. He sees two brothers, that is Simon called Peter and and his brother Andrew. They are casting nets into the lake and then look at what verse number 19 says that he says, "Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men." It continues and says that at once they left their nets and followed him. Verse number 21 going on from there he saw two other brothers James son of Zebedee and his brother John they were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets Jesus called them verse 22 and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him so the first thing that Jesus does he notices and identifies them he chose he chooses them so making the first step of action they decide to leave their net what they used to do and they decide to follow him so if you notice in this case it doesn't say one who just believes but one who decides to follow jesus so that as a definition of who a disciple is so in in the in the context of what we see in the verse is they decide to leave everything that they 
that they were doing so that they can make a decision to follow who? To follow Jesus. They did not just believe what Jesus told them, but they decided to follow him. They decided to sacrifice what they were doing that time and decided to make a decision and follow who? And follow Jesus. So the word follow in this context means to live with radical abandonment for his glory. You are deciding to leave everything that you used to do, your career, everything that you, so that you can be able to make a decision to follow Jesus for his glory. All right. So when you understand a disciple, denying yourself comes to be one of the most important things in your life. And we're going to talk a lot about that in our few episodes and few weeks to come. So you begin to understand that I'm not just making a decision to believe in Jesus, but I'm making a decision to follow him. I'm making a decision to deny myself. I'm making a decision to follow him, to radically abandon other things that I used to love, other things that probably maybe I know that I'm supposed to be committed in. I know it's part of my career. I know it's part of what I love. But at the end of the day, I need to follow Jesus for his glory. And so what are the qualities of a true discipleship? What are the qualities of a true discipleship? We are going to begin with our first one. Number one, go. To make disciples, we need to go. We cannot stay in our comfort zones and hope to exemplify to others what it means to be followers of Christ. You need to go and share the good news. That's the first quality. True disciples make a decision to go out there and share good news. You can't afford to stay home, sit down and not clearly go out there and preach the good news. So it's important for us to be, when you're following Christ, when we are to exemplify or express Christ in the community, we are to go and preach the good news. Look at what Jesus gives us an instruction to the disciples in the book of Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20. He tells them, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the earth. So he, dis- he gives them a very huge instruction, tells them, Go. Go, in this case, means go and preach the good news. Go out there and tell people what I've taught you. Go out there and reveal and express me to their lives through the word. We read in Matthew that Jesus commands us to go. As Christians, we don't have the choice to stay still and watch from the sidelines. No, you do not have, you, you do not have to stay on the sidelines as a disciple. We are called to be active. As a believer, as a disciple, you are called to be active in his kingdom. You are called to go out and preach the good news. You are called to go out and reveal what Christ has done in your life and has been able to instill in your life. So the first quality is go out there and preach good news. As a disciple, if we want to express true discipleship, we have to go there, out there and preach the good news. Second quality, teaching them. Teach what God has taught you. When we look at the book of Matthew that you have read initially, Matthew 28 verse 19, Jesus gives another instruction to them. You know, he, he, it's, a, it's a great commission that he has given to them. So we also hear him commanding them, that teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. 
we should be educating others on what we know about God and his word. As a disciple, if we are going to reflect and express true discipleship, then as disciples, we need to go out there and teach people what we have learned and what the word says. When you look at the Bible, Paul's letters to Timothy and Titus are for them to instruct those who do not know or do not understand the gospel. There are a lot of people out there who are not aware of what the gospel is all about. But as we, as, as disciples, and when we choose to disciple others, as we are discipling others, we should take this command seriously and teach others to help them grow in their walks with Christ. You have a responsibility as a disciple of Christ, as a follower of Jesus, to go and begin teaching people of God's word. Teach about God. Wherever you are in every field and platform that you are in, you have a responsibility to teach about who God is. Teach about who, who uh, the, the amazing name that he has, about his love, you know. So teaching them, that's a very huge commandment. Third quality, love of God. Rather, how to love God. How to love God. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. If you are a follower of Jesus and if we are expressing true discipleship, we need to teach people how to love God. Rather, we need to teach people that we should, loving God is one of the most important and basic priority for us to do as disciples. It's very important. This verse, it's very important. We should love God completely. We are to love God completely. We are to express him completely. We even see in the New Testament that Jesus retires this verse in Matthew when he is asked what the greatest commandment is. Disciples ask him, what is the greatest commandment? If we cannot love God completely, then we cannot lead others to love God. So as disciples, we have a responsibility to love God. It says that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. It simply means that you're not just loving God with, with, with your heart, with, but you're loving God with your heart, with, with your soul, with your feelings, with your strength. If When the Bible says that loving him with all your might, it means with all your strength, serving him. Serving him through church clearly shows that you love him with your strength that he has given to you. So disciples of the Lord must love him with their whole heart. They must set aside idols and obsessions and give their whole heart to the Lord. As a disciple of Jesus, as a follower of Jesus, there's some things you need to set aside. There's some things you need to, uh, if, if especially the things that are idols, you need to set them aside. Quality number four, and the last quality for, for our episode today, love others. As a disciple and a follower of Jesus, you need to learn to love others. You need to learn to love others. We get to love others because Christ loved us first. It is not, it is not us who chose him, but Christ chose us first. And with this love, we want them to know about God's plan for salvation. When you're going out there to the unbelievers, you're telling them how amazing God's love is, that he chose to love them, that he's still loving them unconditionally. And we ought to express the same love of God to others. God expresses his love to us through people who understand and have a revelation who God is and 
what is love is capable of. And so Jesus even tells us that the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. When you look at the book of Matthew 22, it clearly tells us that Jesus, Jesus gives a very unique commandment. It tells them this is the greatest commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. You can't, you, you, you can't say that you're loving your neighbor and you're a disciple and a follower of Jesus if you have not learned the art of loving your neighbor. So throughout the Old and the New Testament, we see the need to care and love others. Why? Because God loved us first. God chose you. God loved you even in those moments where you didn't know who he is. You were you, you are not yet born again. He chose to love you. He still loves you unconditionally. His love can never fail. When, you look, when we look at John 13, Jesus says that we will be known as disciples of Jesus and our love for others is what will set us apart. Our love for others is an important quality when discipling others. As disciples and when we are going out there to, to, to express discipleship, we need to learn the art of loving others. You are a disciple. You have, you have known that you are a disciple. You are a follower of Christ. Wherever you are, in every field that you are, in church, in, in your workplace, in, in, in business, in an organization, you ought to learn to walk as a follower of Jesus by expressing him through loving God, through loving others, through going and preaching and telling the good news and teaching people who God is and what is in the word. You can't call yourself a disciple and a follower of Jesus when you're sitting in the sidelines. So today, I wanted us to learn this, that the first four qualities of a true discipleship is going and telling people about who God is. Secondly, teaching people what the word of God talks about, teaching the unbelievers what it talks about. And thirdly, loving God. You can't give what you do not have. You need to love God. You need to learn to love God before loving others. And fourthly, loving others. Those are the four aspects that actually can be able to create a true discipleship. And as you go, as, as you continue this week with your normal activities, one thing that I would like to ask you is, are you truly expressing the love of God to others? Are you truly expressing the love of God to others? Think about that as we're going to continue in our next episode about the qualities of a true discipleship.